0: Let's say that in the first section, I'll just do some lengths and hues that I haven't read before. And then in the second section, I'll just read something that from someone I've never heard before. All right. I can start with some lengths and hues. I'm very excited because last time we were recording, or actually when we recorded episode four, the, the book arrived in the middle of the recording. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a fairly big collection compared to my other ones at least it's like 300 pages and my other collections are like you know if you if you put them under a table leg it won't make a difference <laughs> I think it's this book is divided by theme I saw somewhere that it said like um, love and lament as a title for a section oh yeah okay so we have um, Afro-American fragments, and then we have Feet of Jesus, then Shadow of the Blues, and then Sea and Land, Distance Nowhere, After Hours, Life is Fine, Lament Over Love, or Lament Over Love, uh, Magnolia Flowers, Name in Uphill Letters, Madam to You, Montage of a Dream Deferred, and Words Like Freedom. So it's not really like by topic, it's more like his collections, and probably a selection from each collection. Montage of a Dream Deferred, that's a very famous one, isn't it? Or at least the title sounds like a very famous one to me.
1: Mm, I I haven't
0: heard of it actually. Okay, I will read Dream Boogie. No, I won't read Dream Boogie. I will read something from the first section, Afro-American Fragments. As I Grew Older or Dream Variations? (laughs) Both (laughs) (laughs) Nice, perfect Okay, As I Grew Older by Langston Hughes It was a long time ago I have almost forgotten my dream But it was there then, in front of me Bright like a sun My dream And then the wall rose Rose slowly, slowly, between me and my dream, rose slowly, slowly, dimming, hiding, the light of my dream, rose until it touched the sky, the wall. Shadow I am black, I lie down in the shadow, no longer the light of my dream before me above me, only the thick wall, only the shadow. My hands, my dark hands, break through the wall, find my dream, help me to shatter this darkness, to smash this night, to break this shadow into a thousand lights of sun, into a thousand whirling dreams of
1: sun. Beautiful. It sounds, um, therapeutic. <laughs> if you know what I mean, like, a...
0: I definitely don't. I've, I never think of anything as therapeutic.
1: <laughs> like one of those dreams or thoughts that kind of, like, heals you inside.
0: <laughs> as I grow older... I think, okay, here's the thing. Langston Hughes is a... Is a legend, but this metaphor of a wall between me and my dream, (laughs) okay, maybe a hundred years ago or whenever he wrote it was like, fine, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't fulfill my needs for poetry finding new language. Yeah,
1: but is it supposed to be a dream? Cause dreams have
0: got all these, you know, like traditional symbols and... No, it's... No. This one is a dream, like, like a Martin Luther King dream rather than an yeah. actual dream. So, um, perhaps more personal to him, like he dreamed of having a certain life. And then as he grew older, there was an obstacle. Symbolized by the wall
1: yeah. uh, no but I'm saying that it sounds like that could be a dream that he needs to reach his dream um,
0: a dream about a dream
1: mm. yeah but one is a literal dream and one is like a metaphorical dream yes yes yeah. okay
0: I, I get that even well, if it even if it was I still I'm still not satisfied
1: I know I'm trying to um, be, how do you call it the devil's advocate
0: you just want to like everything.
1: I find redeeming qualities in most things. That's a different thing. <laughs> you what? I find redeeming qualities in most things.
0: Okay, yeah, I don't. I was actually like, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day because... I, I, I posted at some point about The Green Book, that movie. That it was like I said something very harsh, like it was garbage or whatever, and he was like, "What? I like that movie." And then um, we said, "Like, okay, we'll discuss it another time." So then we were talking the other day, and he said, "Okay, so now that I have you on the phone, like, tell me why why didn't you like it, the Green Book? Why why was it you so harsh?" And I said, "Because I have two speeds in my criticism. It's either amazing or it's garbage. <laughs> there's there's no in between." Like, it's true. If, if something isn't great, then I, 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 I lower to, to the other gear, which is just shit. <laughs> which is a fault with me, mostly. But uh, yeah, let's. let's I'll, I'll read dream variations to see how much variation there is in his dreams. Dream variations. To fling my arms wide in some place of the sun To whirl and dance till the white day is gone Then rest at cool evening beneath a tall tree While night comes on gently Dark like me, that is my dream To fling my arms wide in the face of the sun Dance, whirl, whirl till the quick day is done Rest at pale evening a tall, slim tree Night coming, tenderly, black, like me Okay, I like this one a lot more
1: Yeah It's beautiful the, um, white and black play, light and darkness
0: Yeah, he does this a lot
1: Yeah It reminds me I think Yeah, yeah No, you go No Okay, I was saying it reminds me of Blake, <laughs> just because I've recently reread Blake. But he's, um, he's poets with like a black kid and a white kid, and then he plays with dark and light in such a way that you don't know what he's referring to anymore. You don't know, like, um,
0: chimney sweepers.
1: No, like the. Um, a little black ones. child. There's the night and there's the light and the. The black is in the white and the... Just because my brain, uh, when things are not clearly
0: opposite. The one thing that surprised me when I got the collection, I was living through it, was that, I mean, I don't know why it surprised me, Mm -hmm. but I've noticed that all his poems are very short. And by very short, I mean, almost all of them fit within a page. And some of them are even just like three lines, four lines.
2: Right.
0: Um And I'm wondering, like... I definitely remember having a perception of poetry when I was much younger. Um, that this kind of poem, you know, like four stanzas of four lines each or something like that, like that was a pretty standard form of poetry and it like it wouldn't have made an impression on me at all um, if i had gotten this book like when i was like 15 16 whatever but i think that because i've been so drawn in the last few years to long poetry it kind of seems strange okay fine you can have like two, three, five, ten short poems, but all of them? That seems strange to me now. Do you think yeah. there's a tendency lately, although I know that you don't read a lot of modern poetry, like contemporary poetry, but do you think that as time progressed in the 20th century, there was a tendency to write longer and longer poems? Or is it my impression or
1: something? Um, I don't know, maybe it's a matter of like genre a little bit. As in if you write a ballad, you have, you know, uh going back centuries very long, you know. Okay, ballad yeah, that's poems. True. Or if you have like epic poetry mm-hmm. or, like, you know, Some mm-hmm. of Myself is <laughs> thirteen hundred lines. Yeah, yeah, um, they
0: they always exist of course.
1: Yeah, but maybe if you have confessional poetry like um I don't know, like a small lyric poem poem, mm. it would tend to be a bit shorter. Um super simplifying what I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah of
0: course of course it's like it's such a vague topic as well like yeah I'm just noticing. I think it was
1: I think now the confessional and the like the more I think you call it uh, lyrical it's hmm. a bit longer yeah okay. the idea that we can take as much space as we want to just talk yeah. about those inner things without it being uh, big like a important you know epic or song like or yeah, yeah yeah tale narrative thing yeah yeah the but, narrative
0: poems always and
1: yeah Yeah, I think maybe we should taking more space <laughs> definitely. Hmm. Um, maybe when you read one for the first time you can choose a very short one because I'm curious about it short Langston
0: Hughes, um... These were short Langston Hughes. <laughs> oh, yeah, these can... said three
1: lines or four lines.
0: Yes, okay. Um, Bad Morning by Langston Hughes. Here I sit with my shoes mismated. de mercy, it's frustrated. <laughs> right? Nice. Uh, it's I... like those uh, like those Leonard Cohen poems you read, mm-hmm. which were just like super, super brief, or final curve. When you turn the corner and you run into yourself, then you know that you have turned all the corners that are left. (laughs) They're kind of like witty and kind of Mm -hmm. they have that quality of uh, hiding something a lot bigger in a small kind of image. Yeah,
1: I like the Uh, the surprise effect of the short
0: poems. Um, It's like a funny version of uh, red wheelbarrows.
1: Yeah. I have one that I'm looking up real quick, if I can find it. Okay. Okay, for my... (laughs) Um, Not-so-famous Uh, something by a more famous author. I was thinking about something nice and wholesome. It's something that's kind of famous anyway, but thinking about um, Tolkien and how better known his books are, I think we can have one of his poems. Although it's in the book, (laughs) but I thought of the Roads Go Ever On poem because I sometimes find myself singing it because it's also in the movie when Gandalf is like, the road goes ever on and on.
0: Hmm. I don't remember that at all. No? I've I've seen (laughs) it many, many times.
1: All right. Um... Then you're in for a treat. Um, and it, it just, when I left um, the Netherlands, a good friend wrote a part of this poem in a postcard, like oh. a letter thing. Um, and I've loved it ever since. But I haven't read the whole thing. And I looked it up yesterday, uh, remembering her postcard. Roads go ever on. Roads go ever, ever on, over rock and under tree, by caves where never the sun has shone, by streams that never find the sea, over snow, by winter sown, and through the merry flowers of June, over grass and over stone, and under mountains in the moon. Roads go ever, ever on, under cloud and under star, yet feet that wandering have gone turn at last to home afar. Eyes that fire and sword have seen And horror in the halls of stone Look at last on metal green And trees and hills they long have known The road goes ever on and on Down from the door where it began Now far ahead the road is gone And I must follow if I can Pursuing it with eager feet Until it joins some larger way Where many paths and errands meet the road goes ever on and on, down from the door where it began. Now far ahead, the road is gone, and I must follow if I can, pursuing it with weary feet, until it joins some larger way, where many paths and errands meet. And whither then, I cannot say. The road goes ever on and on, out from the door where it began. Now far ahead, the road is gone, let others follow if they can. Let them a journey new begin. But I, at last, with weary feet, will turn towards the lighted inn, my evening rest and sleep to meet. Still round the corner, there may wait a new road or secret gate. And though I oft have passed them by, a day will come at last, when I shall take the hidden paths that run west of the moon, east of the sun.
2: Hmm.
0: I think I recognize the ending.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's um, so awesome (laughs) and I like uh, I like that it's so regular in you know meter and rhyme and all that but sometimes a line will skip a syllable and you you know it when you read it out loud and I think they always do it to like you know, have some emphasis on that line or some some surprise effects. Uh, like a new road or secret gate. A new, something new. Something without a syllable. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the little pleasures of poetry. And also the fact that it repeats some lines, it's like a almost a Reminds you of a sestina, you know, when you, when you repeat certain um, lines in the stanzas mm. in different ways.
0: I have definitely heard that word before in class.
1: Yeah, the idea <laughs> of um, rearranging some uh, set lines.
0: Yeah, but so. that was also in the in the dream poem in Langston like Hughes. If you noticed, I uh, it was it was short but the first three lines it was two stanzas and both stanzas have very similar structure first three lines are rearranged um, if i can find it again like it was to fling my arms wide
1: mm-hmm. is
0: the first line of each stanza and then the second lines are in some place of the sun and then in the face of the sun And then, it says, uh, it says, then rest at cool evening beneath a tall tree while night comes on gently dark like me, Mm
2: -hmm. which
0: is the only instance that uh, there's a rhyme. And then it says, rest at pale evening, a tall slim tree, night coming tenderly black like me. It's almost yeah. like he wrote two versions of the same poems and then he put them one after the other.
1: Yeah, I, um, I love when they do that. <laughs> I thought it was a very short poem of like uh, six lines, sorry five lines, um, but it's actually much longer and this was the beginning, but I think it would be great just on its own, as a tiny home. the part I meant is um, from a marijuana notation by Ginsburg. And it's just how sick I am. That thought always comes to me with horror. Is it this strange for everybody? Just the short. Um. <laughs> Shocking poem. Um, and it's a great last line. Is this strange for everybody? But, so let's um, move on to some poems we read for the first time.
0: Yes, I'm starting again, okay? Okay. So, I'm going to read from June 2019 and there's this uh, poet that I haven't heard uh, I haven't heard I haven't read from before mm-hmm.
2: I've
0: known I've known about him um, and the way I know about him is because his name is Wayne Holloway Smith <laughs> and as you know <laughs> my director friend Wayne Holloway <laughs> Yeah. He's really not the poetry type. <laughs> um, but I just found him by accident. Wayne Holloway Smith.
1: But it's him, right?
0: Or not? No, no, it's not him. Not it's, him. It's, a, right. no, it's, a, it's Wayne Holloway Smith. And uh, I don't know much about him. Apart from the fact that he is younger than my friend. So he was published in and poetry magazine in June 2019 and this one is called I want you to leave your body now, he tells me his voice not so much hypnotic as reaching for the hypnotic, but I leave it anyway sitting in the upright chair of the windowless room for a place higher up that's not quite the windowless room, though I'm aware of my body's particular kind of breathing down there dressed in my favorite shirt and somehow up here i'm dressed in that same shirt which is i feel suddenly becoming very important its color pertaining to a quiet hue of knowing i can't quite explain and i do not think about the money i have given him the man who is speaking but i'm looking instead down on a yellow kitchen in swindon Upon a tiny remembered body I have found, crying or about to cry, in little white shorts, and there is carpet streaked with blue, and there is the noise of a terrible thing that is happening, and there is summer outside with its other children. He doesn't understand, does he? says the man. He is so young. And I understand the shirt that he will have to grow through. All of the terrible things to fit. I can feel my body now filling up the space inside. It's soft and lavender scented cotton. It didn't capture me entirely. It's very
1: delicate.
0: It didn't what entirely?
1: It didn't capture me entirely. You're not okay. like, um, pull you inside, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked
0: it. <laughs> I'm trying to. Yeah, I don't know. Trying to. Um. Trying to get. Um live, trying to get live reactions to poetry and thoughts about poetry, but the the processing step is missing. I don't know.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: There's, you can't always have a clear feeling or understanding of a poem right away after one reading. I think this is one of those times for me because I I really don't know like I have s- some ideas but I can't figure out
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah I think that it's um, at least in terms of languages kind of like in terms of languages it's it's good in setting a tone and a certain He sets a pace and a sort of Mm -hmm. atmosphere around it that's, you know, like... That's happening. Yeah. So the poem has created its own space to to be in, and that is good. I just... Don't know exactly what it is.
1: I um, think I know what you mean. Um, Would you like to read another one? Uh,
0: No, you can read.
1: Yeah. I'm still thinking about my reactions as well. (laughs) It's hard. Mm. I think my first reaction is just it didn't... uh... Yeah, it didn't... uh me in the world too much because it was very delicate and somehow like saying things you know from a maybe it's because it's early morning (laughs) Um, and I um, need a big stimulus but it was nice to hear it (laughs) nonetheless
0: gotta read again
1: Yeah. So, I. The last time we met for this, I got a book that same day as well, right after. Uh, which is a uh, City Lights Pocket Poets anthology edited by Lawrence Berlinghetti, the morning after he died. Um, so. I thought I would uh, see what kind of quotes he published in
2: '95.
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna open some random page. Okay. This is by Malcolm Lowry or Lowry. Okay. Death of a Oh waxa Quinian Think I butchered this word So huge is God's despair in the wild cactus plain I heard him weeping there that I might venture where the peon had been slain So huge is God's despair on the polluted air, twixt noonday and the rain, I heard him weeping there, and felt his anguish tear for refuge in my brain, so huge is God's despair, that he could find a lair in one so small and vain, I heard him weeping there, oh, vaster than our share, than deserts of new Spain, So huge is God's despair. I heard him weeping there. Which fits very nicely with what we were saying about reworking the same lines throughout the poem. Yes,
0: I did not expect it to end there. Yeah. So great is God's despair.
1: Um. (laughs) Easy, easy. It actually ends with dot dot dot. <laughs> so
0: you should you should have read it like that
1: there's a suggested continuation <laughs> <laughs> this is nice. I like the movement from like the big plane to a brain and to Spain <laughs> New Spain. <laughs> Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, what what uh, What year is this?
1: Never find the
0: page again. I'm always interested, like, just so I know this type of poetry was written in this year and I can
2: kind of...
1: Oh, it doesn't have the years in which it was written. This was published in 95, but it has, I think, older poems. Um, um,
0: Oh okay, so we don't know. It may have been written in in the nineties or in the sixties for all we know. Yes. That's
1: actual. I mean from what I'm seeing, you often get the year but you don't get the year with this one. Um
0: not a great editor then. <laughs>
1: Uh, let me check page eighty-four. Yeah, no, that's fine. But the, it's uh, the collection is divided with like uh, selected poems by this or that, and then some poems with like the date by you know say Ginsberg or other well-known people, and then you have. Um,
0: always publishing his friends
2: yeah
1: and then you have uh, yeah like these little selected poems or scattered poems which you know it's like a selection from Mm. different times one imagines and then like new young German poets so probably 90s Um, Hmm. Dogalypse
2: Read
1: that section okay so we
0: don't know did Ferlinghetti do these things often is it like a year like I, I remember I remember reading that his pocketbook series was like very very popular and kind of uh, important in the poetry scene in, in the US um, yeah. Speci- especially in those like uh, early light city light years
1: yeah I when it
0: was establishing itself
1: this one it says in the back it's uh, the advocacy but series is a landmark retrospective celebrating 40 years of publishing and cultural history so mm. I think um this is from the last 40 years before then. But yeah, he did it quite often. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Are they hard to find? No. Good, that's good.
1: Easy and cheap, I oh might
0: Yeah, th- 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 that was the idea as well. Like, a sort of uh, wide distribution and availability of poetry, which yeah. was very, very good. Um, and it's good that they still remain popular because i have no idea how many copies he might have done of each of these things like if he did few copies for you know financial reasons or whatever then they might be rare or defeating the purpose of of the publication um but it's good yeah. that they're you know easy to find and cheap
1: yeah yeah yeah. and i get mean, some myself talking about this with Lawrence that, um Oh my god, I just lost my train of thought.
0: <laughs> you were talking with Lawrence. Oh, Arlignetti. yes.
1: No. <laughs> but, um, that City Lights is still kind of relevant, you know? Like, very relevant. I mean, even when we were talking to John on focus, podcast, he was like, oh, I'm getting a bag from City Lights. What did yeah. you say?
0: No, no, absolutely.
1: Um, it's like, I don't know. I
0: mean, it was. It's a historic place. huge yeah. at
1: some point, but
0: it's still huge in a sense. Mm. Um, as huge as, as literature is, you know. It's not as huge mm. as it was because literature is not as big as it was. Yeah. Uh, but um, it's uh, definitely one of those. It's like the. It's the US's Shakespeare and Co., just better.
1: Yeah, and it does a lot for other. Independent companies, I think, mm-hmm. like they have these networks. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, I mean, he was the most well-connected guy
1: yeah. in
0: uh, in the scene.
1: Yeah, I've been wondering, like, who will take the spiritual leadership of City Lights now?
0: I don't know, but just to mention him once again, like the great Tongo Martin Poet laureate mm. now of San Francisco. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: He 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 posted when Ferlinghetti died. Obviously, like he. But I think that there are really good San Francisco poets happening right now, and yeah. e- even if they're not like you know directly working with City Lights then definitely kind of contributing heavily to the to the scene there so probably this the store itself and the, the and this publisher they, they will probably never have a figure like Ferlinghetti at the helm but sure. see it, it's more decentralized now probably it's not like one figure that kind yeah. of attracts everything but rather the store Like, the history of the place, probably. It's my guess, I don't know. But uh, definitely when I do my American road trip, stop by San Francisco and uh, check it out.
1: Yeah.
0: When they start doing events again, too.
1: They do some online.
0: I'm sure they do some online, but you know, I don't care about online events. (laughs) I know. No, for me, it defeats the purpose. Uh, But uh, we can uh, send each other some poetry now.
1: So, I am very excited about the find that I got. Um, And it would have been appropriate also as a less famous poem by a famous poet, probably. Uh, Because it's by H.D., Hilda Doolittle, Um, which you might have heard from class. yeah. Um, Like one of the main imagist poets. I think she was Mm -hmm. Aldington's partner and published like alongside Pound and...
2: It
0: was easy enough to bend them to my wish, it was easy enough to alter them with a touch, but you adrift on the great sea, how shall I call you back? Cedar and white ash, rock cedar and sand plants, and tamarisk, red cedar and white cedar and black cedar from the inmost forest, fragrance upon fragrance, and all of my sea magic is for naught. It was easy enough, a thought called them, from the sharp edges of the earth. They prayed for a touch, they cried for the sight of my face, they, en- they entreated me, till in pity I turned each to his own self. Panther and panther, then a black leopard follows close. Black panther and red, and a great hound, a godlike beast. Cut the sand in a clear ring, and shut me from the earth, and cover the sea sound with their throats, and the sea roar with their own barks and bellowings, and bellowing and snarls. And the sea stars and the twir- and the swirl of the sand, and the rock tamarisk and the wind resonance, but not your voice. It is easy enough to call men from the edges of the earth. It is easy enough to summon them to my feet with a thought. It is beautiful to see the tall panther and the sleek deerhounds circle in the dark. It is easy enough to make cedar and white ash fumes into palaces and to cover the sea caves with ivory and onyx. But I would give up rock fringes of coral. And the inmost chamber of my island palace, and my own gifts, and the whole region of my power and magic, for your glance. Hmm. I like how would place with uh, mythology, mm. and by play, by plays, I mean it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't take one thing and then just shove in a thousand more references, just to...
1: I, uh... Yeah, I really like the images she plays with. <laughs> the... The sea magic. Yeah. Her own, it's like her own mythology. It's very personal. Uh, I think at the same time it's, you know... Kind of uh, playing all these symbols and stories. Yeah,
0: I, but it's very... Faint. It's like she's building her own thing. It's a uh, she's taking like this mythical kind of uh, figure of the of Circe, like the enchantress, and the the big epic tales of the sea from Greek mythology. But the imagery is still there when she talks about the cedar and the rocks and the the fragrances and the the beasts. It's very evocative of that kind of uh, language, the mythology of uh, of these tales. But then it's it's very hers. It's very it's much more modern and it's yeah.
1: and very womanly. Yeah, uh, very.
0: Um, yeah, she does. Like
1: empowered woman. Yeah. That's the modern twist, probably. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Yeah. So.
0: I don't know why I thought you would like it. <laughs> I like it, yeah, yeah, yeah. that too little. Yeah.
1: It's my turn.
0: Was, uh, was, uh, was, uh, yes, your turn, but j- just because you are such, such a much better student than me. Was. Carlos Williams an Images too? Or am I remembering it wrong?
1: I think he was a lot of things, like for, for a
0: period of time. Yeah, but among of other time, things.
1: For a period of time he was associated with them, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And uh, was Pound yeah. also kind of in that circle, right? Okay, okay. Pound I... was uh,
1: more famous name, yeah.
0: Continue with your poetry. I have sent you two poems because they're short.
1: Bye. And
0: they are by a Greek poet who is very well known.
1: Oh, yeah, we should do that more. You get some Greek guys, and I get some Italian
0: poets. I don't know many Greek poets. I mean, I do because, you know, school. But uh, I don't. I only have this one book uh, from him. From uh, Penguin uh, Little Black Classics, and um, generally he's like a well, one of the most well-known Greek poets, modern Greek poets. What's the name? Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> uh, Kosandinos Kavafis, Kavafi. In, in, in spelling here, with a C and a Y at the end, but uh, he's one of those poet, poets that. We definitely learned about in school and everything. And uh, yeah, since I read in English, I thought I'd send it to you. I, I featured one not well-known poem and his f- most famous one.
2: Let's which one is... let see if you can the... guess oh.
1: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to start with... On the ship? It certainly bears some resemblance, this small portrait done in pencil, hastily drawn right there on the ship's deck, one magical afternoon, the Ionian sea all around us. It bears a resemblance, but I remember him as even more handsome, more sensual, almost painfully so, which casts his features in a vivid in a more vivid light. He seems even more handsome to me now that my soul calls him back out of time. Out of time. All of these things are so very old. to catch the ship that afternoon. This is so beautiful. <laughs> You like it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It uh, <laughs> it's like pulling my heart out of my body. <laughs> um, I like it a lot. The other one, I actually like it a lot, by the way. Uh, the tone, all of these things are so very old. <laughs> it's like, mm. it's like, heart- like how to say um. Uh, squishing heart squishing that's Hmm. the technical term yes yeah the other one is remember body body remember not only how deeply you were loved not only the many beds where you lay but also those desires that flashed openly in their eyes or trembled in the voice and were thwarted by some chance impediment now that all of them are locked away in the past, it almost seems as if you surrendered to even those preempted desires, how they flashed, remember, in the eyes of those who looked at you, how they trembled in the voice for you. Remember body. It's very beautiful. I like how simple this is, in a way, not... I mean, you know, at first reading, sometimes you're like, what did I just read? Yeah. But these are very clear and very easy to embody and understand. Yeah. So, the one that we find in the anthologies in Greece is... uh uh-huh. yes. Is? Is... Uh, remember, body.
0: That is correct. Yeah. That's one of the most famous Greek poems of the the modern era, and super anthologized.
1: Yeah, but it it has something of a very classical nature. You know what I mean? This. Um... It's,
0: it's the it's what you would call a neoclassical. Yeah. He, he was in the period of. Uh, hd that you sent me it's pretty Mm -hmm. much same same lifetime um and he and his um contemporaries were doing some uh, in 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 english you you could compare them to to the romantics to some degree Uh, but not exactly completely different uh, groups that didn't have much contact although Byron did did uh, did spend quite some time in Greece but uh, he uh, Cavafy was more of a a part of this new Greek literary tradition in the 19th end of 19th century early 20th century which has a lot of um, nostalgia to it and uh, he he's also part of the, there, there were a lot of po- poets Greek poets at the time who were away from Greece and it's a period of uh, a big uh, culture of diaspora because of the the wars the the the, the Revolutionary War against the Ottoman Empire earlier on early 19th century and then that led to a lot of uh, Greeks abroad you had in uh, Asia Minor in Egypt, all sorts of places and there's a, a big longing for home, so that's a very big theme that uh, kind of yeah uh, occupied the 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 literary scene and um, there's a lot of talk of the sea because of these travels by boat and everything so everything has that romantic kind of longing for home and the sea and traveling and stuff like that
1: which works great because it's not the first time
0: yeah 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 and also you have a lot of uh, romantic love as well, you know,
2: mm-hmm. but
0: uh, these two are not, are not that.
1: I really like the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both good. He's, 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 he's very nice and simple, but kind of draws you in with a very nice... It's not about the image as much as the, the sentiment of it.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I which I think is what makes them, you know, not at all like obscure <laughs> or mm. very delicate, but also, you know, very clear in a way.
0: Yeah, it's straightforward language. It's not really. Although, I, I, one thing that I have noticed about Greek literature is that they do go for very kind of, uh, how should I say, it? like it's it. You 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 would never get greek realism the way you have it in mid-century american literature that kind of realism has always seemed to uh be missing from greek literature they always go for something a bit more in in, in the realms of metaphor and imagery and sort of there is a veil of something that they want to convey what a beautiful
1: culture that would put that in this issue, yeah. (laughs) Um, Beautiful, thank you for that.
0: σώμα θυμίσου όχι μόνο το πόσο αγαπήθηκε, όχι μονάχα τα κρεβάτια όπου πλάγιασε, αλλά και κίνεστες τις επιθυμίε που για σένα γυάλιζαν μέσα στα μάτια φανερά. Και τρέμανε με στη φωνή, και κάποιο τυχαίο εμπόδιο τη ματέωσε. Τώρα που είναι όλα πια μέσα στο παρελθόν, μοιάζει σχεδόν και στις επιθυμίες εκείνες αναδόθηκες που γυάλιζαν θυμίσου με στα μάτια που σε κοίταζαν πως έτρεμαν με στη φωνή για σε θυμίσου σώμα.